and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. Not a raise back yet. Uh, we're on episode 169. I've got myself here and my partial co-host uh, and special guest, Yeji Kim. We're going to be talking about nothing but chibis, chibis, chibis. So, and here comes John. Hey, who are you again? I'm John. That's right. <laughs> Kathy's on her way back. We may... We may have to do, like, our booze minute warning, like, three minutes instead of two. I bet you she went to go potty because she had to ask for a hall pass to go do that. So. Well, sorry, since I started measuring out my drinks, it takes a little longer. Oh, it takes a little bit longer. I'm going to open up my There we go. Here's a big one. Here comes Kathy. See her shadow coming in. Are you Kathy? I am Kathy. <laughs> so, guys, welcome to episode 169. Uh, before we get out, let's get all the business out of the way. Of course, we are a creature creator. You will see us paint uh, creature caster models from time to time, uh, especially when the new judgment stuff starts coming out. Um, I will definitely be painting some of that, um, either the new ones or my old ones. Um, also, don't forget... Um, Tecton and Craft Studios is a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, we will give away some of this stuff pretty soon. Um, if I can get some of my mods in there to give a good shout out to Tecton and Craft Studios, I would appreciate it. Yeah, I remember it. he's streaming now. So. He is, and that's the reason stuff. why. Dan's cool dude. Yeah, that's the reason why we want to make sure he gets a good shout out. Um, and then also we want to thank Metalhead Minis. Lynn is an amazing woman. Um, she is helping us sell some of our products that we have, which are our dice, measuring trays, uh, measuring trays, measuring uh, widgets, all this other cool stuff. <laughs> measuring things. trays. Strong stuff. Yeah. Measuring. Measuring. Little doodads. Measuring things. Um, measuring things. The doodads. Um, you know, the gaming doodads. And then... Is it not giving um, a link to TechCon? That's weird. Um, and also, we want to thank Muse on Minis uh, for also... Uh, giving us a cool code and hosting all of our stuff for us to make it a little bit easier on us. Uh, if you go over to, oh, not spelled right. Uh, if you go over to Muson Minis and you go to the store, anything you buy, make sure you use more than dice, all one word, and you get 10% off of everything you buy. Uh, and we get a little bit of back from that. So, uh, and everything that we get goes right back into the podcast, making cool videos, buying stuff for it, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, everybody. I also, I need also one of my mods to make sure they give a good shout out to uh, Snickernack Studios, which is Yeji's channel uh, that she's a part of, and uh, where she does some streaming and everything also. Um, so, we have a tradition here. Um, do we have any shout outs this week, by the way, uh, John? Do you know of? Um, I, I mean, def definitely, but not anyone that I remember. Tony Katain, I heard, passed away. Yes. I yeah, mean, she was 59, I think, or something like that. She's most known for being a Playboy playmate and being on the hood of White Snake's car. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. She was married to David Coverdale at the time, so it's not really a surprise. Or dating him at the time, married him eventually. Yeah. Um, and we then looked I... at his mansion in our questionable real estate stream on my friend's channel uh, a couple months ago. He seems stranger than you would think, based on what I've heard. But anyways. His mansion was actually pretty cool. He only had 
a couple rooms where it got a little here's my studio of all my all my me stuff that that kind of fits <laughs> but i think if you're a musician of any renown you have to have a room that that has all your memorabilia uh, fair fair um <laughs> i'm looking at my room what no <laughs> um by the way there was also another person i can't remember her name but um i think kathy and john we may be showing our age here she was the witch from hr puffin stuff so i heard my lady's name it was Haley. she was 96 i don't know she was 96 puffin stuff is but i've never seen an episode i haven't either what? Like, what is that? This week, because it was on the Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits CD from the 90s, and I listened to that this week. Because... I, yeah, I remember the song for it. It's, oh, I remember. It was the first, it was the very first Croft, Sid and Marty Croft uh, mm-hmm. yep. TV show. This is uh, kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, it is. It was a good old it's hippie creepy. 70s stuff. Man, life-size puppets. Hmm. Okay. H.R. Puff and stuff. Yeah. Puff and stuff. Yeah. Puff and stuff. Broadcast in 1969. Wow. I mean, I was negative five. I was negative 20. Yeah. (laughs) I want to thank you for that, Mm because now I feel old. (laughs) I was negative on that one, too, but... It's okay. My friends do the same thing to me. Someone made a Kojak... Uh, reference at work, and I had to stop and go. Like you realize, people don't get that, right? Yeah, not many people will. You know, do you know what Kojak is, Jeji? Nope. <laughs> understandable. Fine. I don't even blame you. Tell you Savalas. It's a police drama. He's bald. That's sort of the idea. He was in Perry Mason as a non-bald person. Wow. And that was way before bald. my time too. But they play it on the oldies channel, so. For a while, I was watching it. I've probably seen almost every episode, and I was like, "Hey, come on! I'm not old. It's not I like think, I saw the monkeys in concert." I think Columbo is like the oldest, like police. They're about the same time, but Columbo's much more popular than than mm-hmm. Kojak was. Yeah, Kojak was much more the hard-boiled. It was type more of gritty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather than the Columbo bumbling. I'm going to use air yeah. quotes that because he wasn't really bumbling he wanted it to was think he quirky. was bumbling. yeah yeah it was absolutely. more quirky than kojak kojak is more gritty yeah but that fits tell us mm-hmm. uh, with that yeji what are you drinking yeah. tonight drinking water right. kathy what's on your drink tonight uh i'm having wine i'm having a red wine Ooh, what oh. kind of red wine uh you know noir no no this one is a. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Best wine there is. Mm-hmm. I Thanks only wish that I had a nice steak to go with it. Oh, yeah. And a Yeti to share yeah. it with. I'm sad because we're having steak tonight, but I have no Kathy. <laughs> I cannot stare lovingly into your eyes while I eat my steak. I can see your eyes. You Y'all can't just see do mine, a dinner date. <laughs> Y'all should do a dinner date then with steak. <laughs> well, that, that's usually that's our plan for Gen Con usually. Uh-huh. Um, John, what are you drinking tonight? 
Well, I'm going to start off. I have some uh, Santori Whiskey Toki that I bought yesterday. Ooh. I want to try something new. Japanese whiskey. And then I'll follow that up with some Captain Morgan's Cannon Blast mix with Dr. Pepper. And I have some water because I've been drinking a lot and I really think I need to hydrate. Fuckers. <laughs> um, as I was saying uh, previous, I uh, am do have bronchitis and trying to get over it. So taking a lot of meds. So I'm going to be drinking water tonight, too. So uh, You're jealous so they can drink alcohol and you can't. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Because I have plenty of beer yeah, and, eyes. you know, scotch and whiskey and port that I need to drink and I can't because I'm you know what, sick. I'm going to enjoy this whiskey extra much. <laughs> so, guys, we appreciate y'all coming on stream. We appreciate y'all listening to us on other medias. You can find us on everywhere that you look. Um so we appreciate you no matter what and how you listen and watch. Um, be safe out there. Wear your mask. Um, look out for others. If you see something, say something. Um, take care of yourself. Cheers. 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 Oh, damn it. It just hits right in me. I can feel it just going down. You know, and mm. hold on. I got to take one more then. Hello, Gonzo. Gonzo, this Japanese whiskey is pretty good. Yeah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. The, the space debris. Sorry. <laughs> were we supposed to be hit by space debris? Uh, I mean, we they, were, possibility. they were saying that it would be Vegas. <laughs> oh, jeez. No space debris? Nope. Well, I mean, the harsh reality is, what, like, 70-some percent of the Earth is covered by water? Odds are it's going to hit water. Yeah. Which space debris are we talking about, though? Shiny space debris. Yeah, they launched a rocket and... I uh... thought you said shiny. Shiny <laughs> space debris. And I'm like, well, uh... <laughs> and then and my brain caught up with my ears. Sorry, uh, I've been drinking since 10.30. My words might slur a little bit. I will try to, to do better. It's, it's fine. My brain <sighs> also... I'm also drinking oh. straight whiskey right now, which is probably not the best call I've ever made. <laughs> Maybe not, but we'll but roll with it. Cheers. We'll roll with it. Um, Yeji, uh, yes. this is not the first time you've been on the show. No. Um, this is your second time, but this is your first time solo because uh, you were with the uh, all ladies of painting stream that no, we did. No, she's been on here just been, with you I'm and solo, I before. Yeah. Oh, was it just you and was there? It was you, me, and Yeji. And Dang. we God. just talked about stuff and things. And socialized. Yep. So give us a background, who you are, what Snickerneck Studios, blah, blah, blah. Give us everything you can about yourself so our people know exactly who you are and how they can live vicariously through you. <laughs> so my name is Yeji. I am one half of Snickerneck Studios. Um Clint and I run Snickerneck, but I'm pretty much the face of it. Um, we've been around since 2015 as Snickerneck. I've been painting since 2011, and then we had a, a big, like, three-year three or four-year hiatus. Um, like, I painted for, like, six months in 2011, and then we had a hiatus because we moved. And so 2015, we kind of um, started taking painting more seriously. And then 2019, uh, yeah, 2019, I went full-time uh, with painting miniatures as my main um, commissions or my main 
source of income, but I also teach at conventions, um, do online classes, uh, whether one-on-ones or uh, groups. Um, I'm an enabler of all things hobby related, <laughs> whether that's art in the form of makeup or um, art in the form of miniatures. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, question for you yeah. you uh-huh. when you started painting you were just automatically really really good with it and just came second nature right yes no <laughs> <laughs> i mean i have an art background so my dad's an artist so i've done art since i was little um and you know whenever i could hold a pencil but uh, 2011, I started because our group um, were, was like, let's, do you know what Warhammer 40,000 is? And we're like, no, what is that? Um, <laughs> so they dumped and, you at the deep end. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then I decided that gaming really wasn't for me because I would be a rules lawyer and, um, you know, I would be playing with people that played warhammer for three years and they still didn't know the rules and i'd be like page you know 92 paragraph three like that's where it says this oh you were that guy (laughs) no no no, she's playing with average players who don't know the rules they learn if somebody said page this but then i would also want to look it up so that i could read it for myself because it would stick in my brain better i it always annoyed me and we'll just change in here. It always annoyed me when somebody would ex- would tell me what the rule was and, and they would be trying to say it like off the top of their head ver- verbatim or however they interpreted it. And then they would get offended if I wanted to look it up so that I could read it for myself just because I words, reading them, sticks in my head better. So, you know? Yeah. To be honest, Kathy, we learned two-page numbers always when we were in the bunker in, game, in Glen Burnie. When people came up and asked us veteran players questions. Uh, if it was fantasy, they had a nice index. We gave them the page number of the start of the index. If it was 40K, they had a good table of contents. So we gave them the page number of the table of contents. <laughs> Those are the only numbers we learned. And you know what? It solved 99% of the rules questions. <laughs> oh, but there but were like... always people I was playing with who would be impatient for me to, you know to look up a rule if I had a question and they would try and tell me what it was and I'm like but I'm new I just need to look this up for myself yeah mine was the other way they were wrong and I would prove me right and so just I didn't have fun they didn't have fun but yeah and so I thought like within our painting group there um, you know I thought I was the best and then we found, you know, chest of colors, <laughs> and we found other online, you know, resources, and we're just like, crap, like, we aren't the best. We're, we're actually, like, bottom barrel tier. That's exactly how we started, too. Amongst our friends in our Blood Bowl League, we were the best, but... Then when we looked at what other people were doing and mm-hmm. we discovered how well, many or not is like, oh, wow, I really suck. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Here's my Gabby. I've been painting since 1994-ish. Uh, you all are way better than me. You started way after. It's okay, though, because 
I mean, there is some talent involved in it and artistic background. I do not have an artistic background. I have a more of a math tactical I, background. Yeah, so. yeah. I did have a lot more drawing and painting uh, in me, just like Yeji, you know. It's, it's all background. good. I'm actually, I like this movie will come in and they have an inherent talent that is cool. My uh, ex roommate, uh, um, Creekin, actually really started off. Her first model was better than the stuff I was painting, you know, after however many years when she started i'm like that's great that's awesome keep going i know people who want to better their miniature painting skills and they take actual uh drawing classes or painting classes whether it's online or at a community center or someplace so mm -hmm. that's always a uh, something if for people who who really want to better their miniature painting skills and don't have an art background but you know, go in and find a drawing class somewhere online or otherwise or a painting class because it will help. Yeah. And it you will. may suck at first just with that too, but it will, they will teach you other, other tools. I learned a lot just from, from hanging around awesome painters like you and Yeji. So, you know, just absorb it all. I may not be able to use it all, but I absorb it all. I know it all. Just can't necessarily implement it all. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot like there's a little bit of talent possibly involved, but a lot of it is skill and oh, skill yeah, can be learned. So yeah. don't ever like be like, oh, man, my stuff sucks. Like this is just like a general thing to everyone. Right. Like, yeah, don't be like this sucks. Like I can't I can't paint, you know, worth a crap. What if I'm going to break my brushes. Like, don't do that. Just just get better with every model. Just get yeah. better. Mm -hmm. I yeah. feel like I get a little better with every model. Kathy. Right complimented me on one of the things I painted. She's like, every time you post a picture, I thought you were done, and then you just kept going further. Yeah, and it was getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, that's all good. Um, question for you, Yeji, on since being a commission painter and doing a lot of teaching classes, how has COVID been for you? This it's last been year? rough. <laughs> it's been rough. Um, so paint... Commissions-wise, it hasn't been that rough because I think people have been taking the stimulus checks and actually putting it towards like, oh, hey, let's support an artist that I really like. So I haven't really gotten less on those. It's the, the teaching portion where it's just there's no conventions. Yeah. So there was nothing. And I hadn't really advertised a lot of my um, teaching like one-on-ones and group things because... I was struggling mentally a bit with through all of it. So like it just, that was, that was pretty hard. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of commission painters that were like, the commissions haven't gone down, but the classes just they haven't yeah. been able to do it because you can't yep. go anywhere. And even they were no. trying to do like online stuff and it's just not the same. People are like, I'm, I'm here to support you, but it's just not the same. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, it's tough. It's tough. it is. So, all right, so I'm going to switch over to the painting cam, and we'll talk about my miniature. Uh, you'll have to look on stream to see it uh, and everything. Uh, Gonzo paints and everything. Oh. And so we're going to talk about Chibi, what is Chibi, blah, 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 and go through everything of Chibi. Oh, man. So. All things Chibi, eh? Chibi. Yeah. That's okay. usually what I named my class. All things, oh, everything it? chibi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. things, everything chibi. Like, it changes every once in a while, right. but... Totally spaced on that. All right, so <laughs> I've got this model, and this is the one that I was going to work on. 
It's my first model that I've ever, my first chibi that I've ever painted. Um, cause I have no desire really for chibi stuff for the most part. Um, so what is a chibi model? Why are you model? echoing all this? Oh, it's your camera just changed. What is a chibi model? So a chibi model is usually, um, something that is, it's, it's considered a chibi if it has a big head. So usually the head size is anywhere from half to a third of the model. Um, it has, it's denoted by very big eyes, um, and a lot of broad spaces where you can blend. So like the face will be less structured than, uh, most other miniatures. It'll be more broad expanses. Um, and then the clothing usually is a little less detailed. It's a little smaller. Um, and then usually its main focus is the head, eyes and hair. Well, this one has big eyes and a ton of hair. Yep. <laughs> so, so this is the Bride of Frankenstein. Um, we also have a Bride of Frankenstein. You, you got the actual size. I went supersized mine. You, I, I like that. I like how you've prepped it, too. Well, I, I, I messaged Yeji and says, okay, what do I got to do to get this model ready for stream so we can paint it and we can talk about it and everything? And she goes, Zenithal. And I was like, okay. Zenithal? That's yeah. not going to work and for me. Look at mine, how I've done it. I forgot to move my camera. You can uh, you can see how I have done my bride. All I've done is slop some uh, oil paint, a dark color on it. So that was I, my mixture of Egyptian violet and uh, yellow. So I did wow. a quick yeah. prime, and then I did a a quick dry brush zenithal. You did just the half-ass zenithal, yep. is what I like to call it. Yep. That's what I call it, my half-ass zenithal. Because we're probably going to so, do some half-ass painting, too. <laughs> fine. Because I thought, you know, what we really could do to make it really, really easy is the hair is black. Um, I want to paint this traditional uh, type of, you know, color scheme. Except for the little white. So you can paint around those little parts where it... Yeah, this the, this little thing right here. Because is, is chibi painting different than regular painting? Like regular be. miniature. It can be. Um, because there's a couple different styles you can paint that into. Um, like... You can paint it normally like you would, you know, regular base, shadow, highlight. Um, or you could go super blended or super textured, too. Um, or you could do the the cell shading style. So cell shading, as we see in, like, anime, is where it has just the different delineations of where shadow is to where a highlight is um, and no blending in between. So, like, comic book style almost. Mm -hmm. Um so there's different styles that you can go with. Like, there's no real right way. Um, cell shading, though, sometimes does look a little wonky from close up uh, just because it's a forced perspective. So when you're, like, looking at it up close and, like, moving the model around, you're just like, that doesn't look quite right. And that's because it's a forced perspective. Um, but, yeah, you can... Do kind of whatever you want with it. The main reason why I have, uh, especially newer people to Chibis, um, paint in or 
prime and zenithal is because with chibis it's a little bit harder to see where the highlights go especially like in the face area um so when you have a zenithal prime going on you see kind of where the highlights are so i usually tell people to take a photo of where that's at and then you kind of know where to place highlights better okay so the hair is going to be black. So I, I, I looked at a, like a colorized version because, of course, the movie's mm-hmm. in black and white. And someone had a colorized version. And her lips are a very bright red lipstick look. Um, her eyes, of course, are human eyes. Um, eyebrows are a black. Um, but this one has a very swooping upper eyelid, which would be, you know, a typical chibi type style. Mm-hmm. Um, skin is normal, you know, peach, you know type skin her dress and her bandages are white um i didn't find out what the you know the little uh bandages for where the cuts are and stuff what those color would be but i figured they'd be type of of white too so and of course black hair and the the white wavy line up on top so can i do contrast paint black hair yeah okay so let's do that um, John has a, a, a thought on chibis, um, and he has actually come to the conclusion that the American version of chibis are Funko Pops. Do you agree or yeah. disagree? I agree. Okay. Which I agree with him, too. I just never really thought about that until, you know, it... it yeah. that's, that's pretty much what it is. It is, but I never really thought about that, because where did chibis originate from? Um, originally from Japan. Um, and there's, there's a couple of ways that people say that it, it came from, um, me, I like to think of it because some people say that chibi is from, um, the word like super deformed, Mm -hmm. but it really is, um, like a Japanese slang word for something like short, something cute. Um, it's just, um. it usually, like in Japanese, it just means small. It's slang for small or short. So when it's when other people say that it's like, oh, it's super deformed, like I don't like that connotation of it, even though technically it is like you're exaggerated with the with the big heads and the small bodies, um, usually like chubby or like stumpy limbs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I guess I you could say super it's super deformed, deformed is sort of like the original term for it that Americans coined before the chibi term came over because everyone called it super deformed for years before I heard the term chibi. Huh? So I think that's probably more likely what it is. So uh, some, I mean, stupid American term for what, you know, what the Japanese would have called chibi from the beginning, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But like, I've always known it as chibi because, you know, I'm a, I'm a weeb. So <laughs> well, I, I am old and remember back when it was called chibi before. And I was like, that's a weird name for it. Cause mm-hmm. you saw like, you know, uh, anime, lots of anime mecha mostly yeah. early on in that sort of chibi style. And everyone calls it super deformed because there was a Gundam series or something that they translated as super deformed, which was weird. I always thought it was a weird title for it. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember the Gundam and they still make them, the super deformed Gundams. Yeah, Chibi's a much better word. Super deformed mm-hmm. sounds negative as fuck. Yeah, and I think with, with Mecha, it makes a little bit more sense, though, because like it's deformed from the pers- the proportions of Mecha. 
but mm-hmm. like yeah when you give it to like people like when you say that to to things that resemble people like i just think that's a little little too negative for my taste absolutely yeah and like i said I th- i'm pretty sure it's an early term for it and i we should probably just throw that in the bin um ah drop in my paintbrush so <laughs> with the chibi stuff and everything you teach a lot of classes on chibi why chibi and not like traditional paint what what what's the fascination with chibi for you so first of all it was my first class to teach ever so it's it's one of those that it's kind of like near and dear to my heart um Back in 2016, when I first got into painting or to teaching at conventions, um, I kind of felt like it was, you know, and I still have it sometimes, the imposter syndrome. Um, so it's just kind of near and dear to my heart because the first time I was painting chibis in class, I was like, so this is, and I'm like trembling like this, going, this is how you line the eyes. And like it's all messed up. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. You can just, you can clean it up later. Um, so it's, one of those things as well as um i kind of got into so there was a crossover between um what is um soda pop now ninja division so soda pop at the time mm-hmm. uh, had a crossover with kingdom death and they had their first chibi out after that model i just kind of fell in love with chibis a little bit more because since I was younger, like I always loved drawing eyes and I love that chibis give you so much room to put expressions and emotions into your miniature. That's just static. Um, so it's, I love chibis. (laughs) Yeah. So like, that's the, I think that's the main thing. And that's kind of why I have, um, my chibi class kind of at every convention that I teach at. And because it also chibis have such a bad rep, I think, in the mini community, um, where everyone's just like, I don't like them, I don't like them. The just serious business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, like, but then when people are introduced into actually painting the chibis, they're just like, oh man, like I never realized that this is actually pretty hard to to paint because you have to put so much emotion into the eyes. Um, and there's a lot more broad areas that people are like, oh, like blending this is actually a lot harder than I thought. Um, so yeah, I just like them because of that. That was always the, uh, daunting thing about Super Dungeon Explorers. All their models are pretty much chibi and it was Mm -hmm. like, holy crap, this is like a whole new thing. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. how to paint these. Yeah. Like it's, I love them. And and then people like once they get to painting one, it's either like a you know that you're not into them. You're just like yeah, like that was cool. I learned a new thing, and I'm gonna put some of these things that I learned in the chibi class onto my regular models. Um, or you get the other side where it's like oh my gosh, this was so fun. I'm gonna be pa- printing them. I'm gonna buy the whole lot of Super Dungeon. Like there's there's one or the other uh, for chibis. I think absolutely. The last ReaperCon we were at together, uh, where we were hanging out at Fort Waffle, uh, was the first time I had painted a chibi. That was the the Nona, the fox yep, girl yep. from Midnight Heroes. Uh-huh. And 
yeah, that was, I had a blast with that. I only got the half-ass zenith all done on it during the convention. I had to finish the rest of it at home after, but, man, that was, I was the person who was like, oh my god, this is so fun, I want to paint more chibis. Uh Uh-huh. I was surprised back then, too. I was just like, wait, how how have you not painted one of these? Why? Because you know I love cute Mm -hmm. stuff and creepy cute stuff. Just like, yeah, the creepy cute. Like these monster ones. I love, 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 love. Yep. Yeah, these ones are from Celia Miniatures. um, And they do such a good job. Like, uh, there's... Um, Celia that's been doing a lot more chibi now, Hyper Minis, um, Capsule Chibi from Heriberto, which, like, who, um, creates a lot more chibis for different lines, too. Like, they're all just, I'm like, I'm so impressed. Like, I I can't paint these fast enough to paint (laughs) more of them. Well, plus we know, like, the Marvel United line that they have. Yep. And I actually, I thought about getting some of those and using those for uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol just to be silly. Because... Yeah, some people have been doing that. Like, I've been looking at some of the Marvel groups, and they're like, yeah, these are, has anyone seen these? Like, I'm doing these for this, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, more chippy power. And luckily, Marvel United don't like uh, tactical rocks, so uh, I love them. <laughs> tactical rock. Slam, but da-da. I really hate tactical rocks. It cannot be said enough. Yeah, that's a, True. It's a pretty big one. Yeah, there's there's also the different companies have different looks to them too. Um, like Soda Pop, um, and Capsule Chibi and Midnight Heroes and all of those guys are have more of the anime-ish look. Um, versus like Simon usually has like with Arcadia Quest a more of the Western um, type of look. Yeah, they're almost not chibi because they're they're almost normal proportion. Arcadia Quest, I mean, yeah, it's I guess. It's a bit exaggerated heads, but it's much closer than like than like Super Dungeon Explorer, which I feel would be the main competitor to that. Yeah, and I think that that's why I say that. Like, I still put them in the chibi category just because that's they are true. a little bit um, more exaggerated. But that's why I said they have that cartoony like Western feel to it versus the anime feel. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, yep. Yeah. Alright, so almost got the hair. Quick done. (laughs) Except for the little... So for me, I usually start with the skin, um, like do a base coat of skin, then finish the eyes. Because for me, I can't... (laughs) I can't leave the miniature staring at me with these dead, like, voids. (laughs) Oh, what? it drives people nuts, and I do that all the time because I know it bugs them. <laughs> <laughs> I leave the dead voids. I love it. I can't do that. And plus, like, if I make a mistake or anything, I can always clean the eye area up with the skin. Um, so that's why, like, and especially when I first started, like, that's kind of where I did. And now it's not as, I mean, I've just done so many chibis that it's not as big of an issue. Um, but... Like, even on regular miniatures, right? Like, I always start with the eyes so that I can clean that up if I need to. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, that's a standard way of painting a model. Start with the mm-hmm. deepest portion, in which case it would be the eyes, then skin, yep. and then clothes, and then hair. I mean, that's, I mean, miniature painting 102, basically. Or mm-hmm. you're Kathy, and you just want to be an asshole. 
I mean, that's fine. I'd be like, look at the dead eyes on these models. Does this bother you? <laughs> yes. Bother you? Excellent. Well, rules for those Sweet. who don't or getting into it. For those of us who are doing it for a while, we paint it in whatever order we feel comfortable. Yeah. Because yep. we know our limitations. Yeah. That's but good. I mean, it's, it's Kathy. Kathy yeah. and Jim just like have their own rules. Indeed. Kathy <laughs> rules. Crick Captain Mizzy, hashtag Kathy rules. <sighs> That's a double entendre because it's Kathy rules and Kathy rules. Aww. <laughs> That's like being nice to me, though. I mean, aren't I always nice to you? Question mark? Yeah, yeah, you are. You okay. are. Gonzo's the asshole. I'm the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a rare change, because normally John's an asshole. Right? You know? Usually, <laughs> usually. I like right. my John, though. He's the best John. Oh, the other thing with um, chibis that, like, I do tend to do, and I tend to do this with any miniature, is I like bright, bold colors. But especially with chibi, I like brighter colors as well because their heads are so big and, like, their clothes, like, if you put them into muted colors, they kind of fade into the wayside and or, like, becomes kind of mushy. Like, it's just a head sitting on top of a pile of mush. So, in order to differentiate that, I do tend to use uh, brighter colors for that. Okay, so, like, most of this model, for the... If we go by the basic paint scheme uh -huh. that they have, she's wearing a white robe with white bandages. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit, I should say, more white on the bandages. So, I was going to do just... Just to get it quick on there, because I do want to get to the skin, uh, is just do a quick contrast of uh, apothecary white on the bandage, just to see how it looks like. Because if not, I can just also use my um, uh, white ink I have mm -hmm. and see what this is. Because yeah, her I skin... usually just try to tint the shadows a little bit differently, even though it's like the same white, you know? Yeah. So let's see what this is going to do. So. The, the big kicker on chibi models, like you said, is the big eyes. And mm -hmm. I know that is a big, I want to say issue, but a big challenge for a lot of people is painting the big eyes. Mm -hmm. How do we go? I mean, what's your theory, your crafting? How do you go about doing painting chibi eyes? So it's it it's kind of starts with the eyeliner portion, right? So um, what I usually do is I will fill the sclera part. So I'll fill the... The big, I'll fill the big <laughs> eyes with just white first. Um, or like a slightly off-white, kind of like a cream. You don't want to go too off-white because you don't want it to look like it is, um, to look like it's jaundiced or whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't want your, you don't want a sick chibi unless it's supposed to be sick is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I usually put the white in first and then, you know how there's the, um, like most chibis, as you can see with the, the one that, uh, Gonzo has right now, it has the, it's already deep set. So it's not like it, you're, you have to draw on like the whole area of the eye. It's already pre-sculpted there for you. So what I'll do is I'll hook, uh, my brush right into, right underneath where that is where that ridge is, and I'll just follow that ridge uh, to put eyeliner in. Um, I don't do it all the way because it'll lead to raccoon eyes. 
So what I'll usually do is, where's my pencil? Where's my pencil? I have a post-it here. So what I'll usually do is if you have the eye area like 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 so, right? It's yep. dotted. Hold on, hold on. Let me take your camera. Full screen. All right, there we go. All right, so, we got you. Yep, like so. So this one is the right eye. Okay, on the when you're looking at it on the model. So when I do that, I will usually take and line that top portion and I'll kind of give it like a little cat eye, like that top. Go down just a little bit. Yep. Okay, got it. Which is kind of what this model already has. It already has that cat eye on it. Yep. You're reinforcing that, that shadow. Mm-hmm. And then I line a bit of the bottom eye whether it's just like here, or you can connect it all the way up if you would like to, or bring this portion down just to make it shadowed a little bit. So it just depends on what kind of a look you want. If you want it to be like a smoky eye, then bring it all the way down. But I usually leave this part open. So I don't usually put any black liner on there. And you can do that with any color too. Like if you want a softer eye, go with a dark brown. If you want to go, you know, with a dark blue, you can too. I just like using black. Okay, so let's talk about this model I have right here. And it already has, aka, the tiger eye eyelash on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right then here. you'll follow that and then you'll fill that eyelash in too. So should I you're should I paint this black? Yes. Okay. Um, where's my so I wouldn't go all the way because you see that there's like a little like gap behind or on top of the eyelash and like the crease of the eyelid. Yeah. Don't, so no black up in here. Just this yeah. part right here. Yes. Okay. Give me a second. Get some good old black in here. For, uh, also, the, the regular paints I'm using, I really am liking the uh, Pro Acryl, uh, which he will be at Warfare Weekend, by the way. Nice. He, he, as in Jason Craze of uh, Monument Yes, Jason Craze of Monument Hobbies. He is actually going to be sponsoring all of our paint classes. Every single paint class will have a set of his paints to use. Fabulous. He's oh, also, snap. That's He's awesome. also providing a set of paints for people to use in our hobby lounge and is giving um, a $100 gift uh, card to a store for the best 40, 40K army. Nice. Oh, that's, nice. that's really impressive. Yeah. Jason is hooking this up this year. That just means I got to get used to his paint more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes me want to go out and get some of his paint and be supporting the hobby like that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's really no, hooking us up. We have a set of his paints because Clint, uh, like we have different painting st stations now because we moved and whatnot. Um, and we have a huge loft where we have all our painting studio stuff. Um, but like I haven't made the switch over because 
as a commission painter, I'm just like, like, I don't want to have to, to learn a new paint line because yeah, it, it detracts from your actual doing your work Yeah, while you learn how that paint interacts huh. with their paints and how yep. it looks the way you want it to look. But otherwise, like there's a couple colors that I use from it very often, um, like the ultra faded ultramarine and their jade is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, like the other paints, I'm just like, I don't want to have to learn the properties of each individual one. I, so that's I yep. buy new paints and do it live. But, you know, I'm mediocre. It's just, like, I've gotten used to it. Like, you get used to, like, what you like as a glaze consistency, what you like mm. as a, you know, certain other consistencies, and you're just, like, like, that's... We all have comfort paints. Yeah. Comfort paints that we like to use. And that's just how, like, how fast you get um, by, like, over the years of painting, like, I when people start painting, I tell them... Uh, paint as many minis as possible because then you're going to learn how you like your paints. You're going to have muscle memory as far as like when you're um, trying to line something, you know, and that's how you get your techniques faster is just by painting a lot more. As a hobby streak guy, I would suggest paint every day. I've been doing my hobby streak for, I have to do math, 1200 and something odd days. And it really helps, even though, you know, some of it's assembly days, but just painting, just, I feel like I've gotten a lot better just by painting consistently. Yeah, that's Absolutely, because you remember, the more often you do it, the more you remember those little things that you learn that you don't even realize you learned. Like Mm -hmm. enough of these crap brushes I've been using for years, get the hell, get some new brushes. That's what I learned. (laughs) (laughs) That can help, yeah. Yes, I bought some on Saturday. I did just spill my tea, so I'm just, I'm over here wiping it up. Hey, Bio, how's it going? That's one of my MacWarrior Online buddies. Okay, so I you say... Silencer, welcome. Paint the entire eye white. that what you said? Uh-huh. Paint the entire eye white. Okay. I gave her some really, really dark, 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 dark eyelashes. No, look at that. I didn't glaze it at all. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Do you guys have a code to Monument? No. We no, are, we don't. No. We are not a sponsor of them. They don't sponsor us. We just, I just, I just really like their paints. I I use their brushes a lot too, so that's why. Um, and their brush soap. The brushes are good too, and mm-hmm. the brush soap. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Really well. Uh, that's in my wheelhouse uh, because I'm looking for more good brushes. I had to. Uh, I forget what company this one was from, but I had to buy to buy a thin dry brush to do She-Hulk's hair because I didn't want to mess up everything I've already done with it. Uh, so I'm always looking for good dry brushes and regular brushes. Oh, yeah. They make good brushes. I got a set of their yeah. brushes, too. Um, but I have a code, too, if you guys want it. Uh, for yeah, spill the code. Send off Snickers. Yeah. Put it up there. Put it in Snickers. Chat. Use the Snickernack code. For ordering oh, yes. off of Monument Hobbies. Great paints, great hobbies brushes, great brush soap. Oh, Helping a really cool dude. I forget what percentage off you get. <laughs> like, off the top of my head, I'm just... Some kind of discount. Yeah, 
That's all you I'm, need to know. It's a Sunday. I'm my brain isn't all here. <laughs> Fine. We're casual here. Their racks look pretty good. Their monument racks look pretty good. I had to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, you got damn nice racks. <laughs> Very <laughs> sexy. I'm trying to account for the fact that I am You're welcome. <laughs> oh, you should listen to during the week when Kathy is on. Oh, it is nothing but sexual innuendos 24 7. Wow. They have That's... a seam scraper, too, which looks pretty cool. And that is a Not tool that you should have. I mean, we've, oh, already, yes, we've already determined. Yeah. We've already determined that Kathy is 12. So, you know. True. Yes. True. I'm also 12, but, you know. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> Indeed. I just understand my current predicament and trying to uh, compensate for it. I should not have gotten an extra drink, but I'm still going to drink. <laughs> Good drink. I mean, I actually really like their their uh, hobby go bags. They actually look really cool, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. They might work well with um, the, uh, god damn it, mini Masterworks uh, Kickstarter thing that we're going to be getting oh, eventually. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Words are hard. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. Got... I've looked at these before. The Bombwick brushes. Those yeah. are cool. Yeah. So the handles, yeah, the handles denote you know, different um, material that they use, but uh, I like their red ones, too. The red handles. Um, those are their sables. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have mm-hmm. one um, sable brush that is super legit. I use it very infrequently because I don't want to up. But uh, I probably should use it more often and just buy a new one because. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. That's what they're for is to use. What? I am used to being poor hobbyist, not, you know, have a re- reasonable job that I get paid a reasonable amount for and can buy stuff. Take some time to realize that shit. Yeah, yeah. Even though I just buy stupid stuff on a way, I'm like, oh, hey, Kathy, <laughs> have some metal thing models. <laughs> but um, get their that, brush goop, the though. Their unicorn brush goop, which I I always say that it's unicorn poop. <laughs> well, I still have a, a bunch of this. Uh, the, uh, the Masters? Of course. The only, the only reason why I don't like the Masters anymore is that it has a um, an abrasive in it, so it actually goes through my brushes a lot faster than the unicorn poop does. Do you think it's better for synthetic bristles than for sable, the Masters? I think so, or if you're using more heavy-duty um, like acrylic, like the artist-grade stuff, mm-hmm. and the pigments are bigger, um, I think oh, it'll okay. help. Yeah, that tracks because... I feel like it did better with the old GW tank brush and some of the dry brushes than it does with some of the smaller brushes that I have. Interesting. Well, we'll be placing an order shortly. Just not going to do it a while here. I just got my shoulder to crack. I, that happens all the time. Wait till you get older. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Air cracked again. Yep, still. Every time. I don't know what's wrong. Doctor I know crack. They crunch. Mine does sort of snap, crackle, and pop sometimes. It doesn't hurt, which is the best thing ever. <laughs> when you have a weird thing like that and it doesn't hurt, you're like, it doesn't hurt. I ain't worrying about it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. And I yeah, just have see, fun with like, oils over 
with white like that out onto the face, like, I don't worry about it. And people are always like, but you have to be all careful and gentle and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's you can always clean that up. Plus, yep. you're going to put highlights right underneath the eyes anyway. So it just makes that area lighter for you to not cover up with uh, with the base hey, flush right color. I would say oh, in my personal right experience, now. while you absolutely can clean it up, if you practice your brush control all the time, you will get better, and that is mm -hmm. how you get fast. I've seen Dave Taylor paint. Brush control. I don't uh, have a lot of it, but when I find when I get a model and I have it better, the model goes so much quicker. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm going to let those eyes dry for just a little bit because it was a little too wet, but I wanted to show some chibi stuff that I got um, that I did 3D print, which I uh, really want to paint up because I think they're just as cool as shit. Uh, it's probably going to be really freaking hard to see. Um, let me see if I can turn this camera. Oh, yeah, because it's super white. <laughs> yeah, let me turn this one down. This was one of the oh, dioramas, and it was uh, Miles Morales and Rhino. Oh, okay. I can see it now. Yeah, the, the head has really got really, really small details, uh, so it's hard to see. But, you know, you got the Miles Morales and then Rhino on the base. Really cool diorama. But this yeah, one, really cool. um, which I have to put together, this is the base. And this is like explosions. And then explosions. there are a ton of, you got the little holes all through it. And there's a ton of Dr. Octopus arms that come all around it. And hanging off of one of the arms is, of course, Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen, does whatever a Spider-Gwen does. I, I really want to get that model for Marvel Crisis Protocol, but I'm a little worried to paint it because it's white and black, and that's yeah. going to be a challenge. I mean, if you go grays, it's not that that bad. But I went uh, a sort of gray with uh, She-Hulk here, and just white for some highlights, but mm -hmm. up close you can really tell. But I think further away, it looks a lot better. You can sort of it highlight, I mean, like you should, sort of extreme highlighting. No, see, Captain Missy, explosions are generally okay because they're appropriate to the terrain the model is already on. My problem with tactical rocks stems from the fact they put rocks in, like, a sci-fi game when they might be on a fucking city street or just random rocks on the middle of a city street for Marvel Crisis Protocol models because they're not a, they're not a fucking city street. You don't need a rock. <laughs> you like Vision, he's got a brick wall. Brick walls belong C Street. There are brick buildings. It's fine. Explosions? Cool, there are explosions everywhere because it's a fucking comic book fighting miniatures game, for fuck's sake. It's just the fucking rocks. But what about exploding rocks and leaping off of exploding rocks and you're flying Are you talking about Quicksilver? Fuck Quicksilver, man. <laughs> so, I do have it by good source that they have to do something special for the bases when, in every case they can. So they are contracted. They just don't in... have a lot of imagination for it. Like, fuck. I mean, every time I think it can't get worse, it gets worse. It's like Quicksilver, like, eh, that's kind of shit, but we can get by that. That's okay. We can cut it you, off. You, yeah, you can cut them off, yeah. Then you get, like, um, Domino. Like Domino. Like, for fuck's sake, that base is just stupid. <laughs> but it's okay. You can cut her off and put her on the ground. But, but then I like, mean, like. But, that that Deadpool one though, that's pretty epic. That's epic. 
appropriate for the character, and it feels like you could take him off and put him directly on the base, and it would be okay. <laughs> um, it, have you it, seen Drax, but, though? Uh, Drax. I don't recall Drax off the top of my head. So Drax has a little tiny rock under one of his feet. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, which is really, really bad. Uh, it's, so Miss Marvel, uh, the new one, the uh, Camilla Kane ha- uh, Khan has uh, just a rock, and she's saying pretty stagnant other than that and i'm like for fuck's sake really had to put a rock under her foot just have her standing on the base or do something dynamic have her standing on both her feet it's not a bad thing having a model standing on so, both the feet it's not bad so you can see uh saber comes with a tactical rock but mine does not have tactical rock because i have fucking defeated it <laughs> same with wolverine i took wolverine off John his tact- has defeated the tactical rock Tactical rock, he's standing on the curb. It works fine. This is a good way to do it. You can take it off. It works fine. Ant-Man. Ant-Man has tactical rocks, and you got I got rid of them. I mean, little Ant-Man, it's okay, because he's a little Ant-Man. Oh, my God. But it's like, there's... Who the fuck designs their models? Iron Fist. I love Iron Fist. My buddy Marshall loves Iron Fist. And Iron Fist has got this fucking sock puppet, puppet fucking dragon fisty bullshit and it just doesn't I like look sock good puppets. I like sock puppets too, but are, not are you like, disparaging sock puppets in this case yes mm. sock puppets you for your super dragon forcey punchy shit the iron fist is not okay then <sighs> you get the other Ooh. ones gonzo mentioned it on captain america uh aka the falcon but sam wilson captain america his wing is attached to the base and there's like a tactical explosion there, which is fine, but it's a really thin piece. And like Scarlet Witch has got all these energy things. Super cool, super flavorful. But it's a little thin fucking energy thing on the base. It's going to fucking break. Yes. Okay. So, the eyeballs. Do you teach just a class just on the eyeballs? Um, painting knife so, because I can tell that that's going to be a problem for me. That's most of my class. So when when I teach the tribute class, it's mostly focusing on the eyes and the hair. I figured as much because I'm looking at this and I'm trying to get a really good white and of course white, you know, is it's because you want it like smooth and clean because mm-hmm. you know eyeballs and stuff. Um, but. When you're painting the eyeball, so I got the I got the, the automatic Artie brow on there type mm. thing, and she looks already creepy as it is. Look, Kathy, look creepy. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. So with that eye, like you want it to be looking kind of more straight on, right? So with it straight on and looking at how our eyeballs are, right? A lot of people just want to go in and straight put in like a circle in the middle of the eye. All right, hold on. Right? I'm going to make you the center of the screen. Okay. Show us your artwork. So a lot of people will try and just do kind of like this. Yep. And that's not the way to go because that's kind of a surprised eye. And if you want a surprised look on a mini, sure, that's cool. But because of how even when we look at our own eyes, right, a third of it's kind of um, hidden, like the the color part, the pupil mm-hmm. part, right? It's hidden with, or iris, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's <laughs> hidden with our eyelid, right? So what we want to do is we want to go in and we kind of want to create a U-shape 
or uh, like a semicircle shape. So what I like to do is kind of something like this. Very, very U-shape. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And if you want it, you know, more touching to the bottom, that's fine. Um, but that's similar, or that's really close to what I usually do. If you want it facing a, a different way, um, like if you want it looking over to the left or the right, you kind of just move the... the, the you over. You over. Now, what about the so, iris? Is the iris U-shaped? So the iris is... No, that is the iris. The iris is the colored part, right? You think it's a pupil. Pupil. The pupil is... I usually do like a J or an L shape. Um, the reason being... So the pupil goes in like this. Okay. So the reason being that the pupil will also have a reflective area within it. So it takes on the darkest color that I have here in the background um, and uses that to be kind of like its um, reflection spot. Um, the more evil you want a character to look, the more you can change that into a V shape. Okay, I got you. So it's more pointed at the bottom. Hmm. So then it looks more evil. Now, you got the J. Do you color uh -huh. in the entire J? Like, do you go and make it like another U? So the, the J is the last bit that I put in before the reflection spots. So I go in and I color. So I make that U. And then I color in the darkest part. Kind of like this area here. Okay. And then a lighter part, kind of the la the here. Like, and you can take the darkest part and color it all in, and then fill it in with the lighter color afterwards. But a lighter color in, kind of in that next two thirds, mm -hmm. and then kind of going from in this area here. Okay. In that circled area, that little jelly bin shape, like I put in lighter colors as I go. And where are the reflections going? Then there's another lighter color going in in that small circle there. <laughs> <laughs> and then white reflection spots are kind of, kind of in two spots. Um, kind of in those two areas so you um, don't color in the j black so i color in the j black before i put the two reflection spots in correct but what i'm saying is that you got the j do you take no i don't color in that whole area i just that's put what i'm a saying j in there. you yes. just put a j you don't you don't make the whole area black is what i'm saying no. okay nope. you just you just draw a j and then color in everything else yep okay that well, was my the, question because i was like yeah, color in everything, then put the J in. So you don't have to fill in the other So the pupil would have the color of the iris, technically. Yes. Okay. And then the more cutesy you want your mini to look, um, the more that you put in more white reflection spots. Okay. So the, the cutesier you want something to look like you'll have two or three more like little tiny ones 
Okay. Like just tiny little dots. Um, and those are pure white? Those are pure white, yes. Okay. You can put in different shapes in there, too. If you want, like, a star in there, you can go ahead and put a star if you want as a reflection spot. Like, there's so much that you can do with them. Um, like this one. Oh, hold on. All right. This girl Put your I've hand done. There we go. So oh, yeah. it's, yep. Mm-hmm. And instead of a J, I put a diamond for the pupil. So you can do different things with the eye um, and experiment with it yourself. Do you have a Do you have a model that you've done like the J eye on that you can show uh, us? So this one's a little bit more on the cutesy side. Okay, and you definitely have the black eyeliner on the bottom, but not the entire area. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And you really can see that lighter color on the bottom mm-hmm. of the eye, just like when oh, you're yeah. painting gemstones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, painting uh, chibi eyes is almost like painting gemstones. Looking for another model. <laughs> All right, hold, there you go. So pretty much the the white is almost taking up the entire J area. Yeah. The entire um, pupil area for the, yeah, on this one at least. Yeah, it'll go and intrude on it. I'm trying to get it to focus, and it's not focusing. Err. Why is it not working now? I don't know why it's not working. But yeah, it'll intrude on that black area. So don't be like, like, oh, I got to fill this in or I got to, you know, like, it'll intrude on there. Do you suggest getting like pictures of anime characters sort of like Mm -hmm. as a reference? Reference, yeah. Uh, whenever I see an interesting um, eye on like an anime that I'm watching, I'll stop and I'll snap a photo of it so that I have okay. it as reference for later. Yeah, so that's a good... Uh, I do a lot for a lot of things. I'll Google search whatever I'm painting to try and get a reference. Uh, I learned that from uh, a young lady who started painting snakes and just got a handbook on snakes and like did the most amazing snakes I've seen ever. And it was like her third model or some such shit. It was crazy, but... Having a reference there, it's much easier to work off a reference than not. Yes. Correct. Um, well, it's like I looked up. Yeah. I looked up you know, of my... Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. There's a picture. Um, but yeah, every time someone will go like, hey, how do you do this? I'm like, reference photos, reference photos, reference photos. Because whatever you see in your mind's eye is it's different from when you have a reference photo and you're copying it from a reference photo. Yep. Thinking back to art class, most of my better projects were based off of a reference photo. It was a long time ago, though. Like 1991. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. It's after nine, Gonzo. It is. It is time for the media section. Media section. I, I didn't media. 
I was we were just getting on about eyes. So you know when you do classes, uh, which someone actually I can't remember who said that they still have the chibi that you did at Warfare Weekend mm-hmm. in 2019, which I think is really cool um, to see that uh, to hear that because that makes me happy that people are still doing that. Um, you concentrate on your chibi class more on the eyeballs than everything else, correct? Because yep. that that's mm-hmm. really the unique feature of the chibi besides the oversized head and everything yep. the eyes are the, the eyes are pretty much the focal point of the model so when you mm-hmm. look at it you're immediately drawn to the eyeballs correct because mm-hmm. they're yep. the center thing okay all right um and then i do a little bit on hair because there's so much hair on a chibi model that like you just need to do the highlights um and that translates back to regular miniatures because if you do the highlights in like bands instead of like the whole hair strand, it's a lot better. Would you say that the triangle to focus a model on a chibi is hair and then eyes rather than like a normal model where you want the other parts to be further down to sort of center your vision on the model? I would say eyes first. Eyes first, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want Because that's how you get Because that's eggs. one of the things I learned uh, from oh, some guys is that there's a focus on a model that's sort of like a triangle, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure it draws your eyes to the center of that so you're seeing everything. Yeah. Yeah, if your eyes on a chibi are, are good, like, it'll be directly... Like, because we're trained to look at faces, right? Mm-hmm. We'll directly go to the to the eyes. Interesting. Oh, okay. Gonzo, the one other thing. Um, when you're painting the other eye after you've started the, the first one, right? Uh-huh. Flip the model upside down. Yep. It's a technique I've heard tons about painting eyeballs. That way yep. your model is looking in the right direction type thing. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Because our eyes or our brains are trained to focus on faces. So once we look at it, like it's so hard to kind of get that um, the evenness of the eyes the same. But if you flip it upside down, you're not looking at a face anymore, so you're seeing more just shapes. Yeah, you want the focus. Don't not be like my eyes. <laughs> unless you intend to do that. Yeah. Unless, unless... unless you want to paint something like John, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but feel free. I, I painted Morticia a little bit like John, and I was like, fuck it, John has eyes like that. Why can't Morticia? <laughs> <laughs> So this is a section of the podcast where we talk about media. Um, we have two rating scales. Uh, first rating scale is A, uh, from Cats to Casablanca. Cats being the worst movie ever made and Casablanca being the greatest movie ever made. And the best one is our rating scale of one to five. Uh, the fewer the space herpes, the better. Zero to five, technically. Honestly. Zero five, yeah. Zero to five. Zero space herpes is a perfect movie. Uh, or it's near perfect to get to. Five Space Herpes is like the worst movie that you can think of. So being the special guest... Which would be w- Cats, in case you were wondering. Yeah, Cats is the worst movie ever made. Um, you get to go with your first review. Have you seen any movies, TV shows, anything you've watched recently? Oh, man. I mean, I watch anime more than movies and whatnot. That's valid. Uh, it's about, yeah. What, what's, what's one that you've watched a lot of, maybe that you've concluded recently, or like a season you've concluded? Um, so, uh, there's one of my favorites from this past season of anime is Horimiya. It is so good. So good. 
where do you watch them? Where, where do you watch most of your anime on, by the way? Um, he's just everywhere. So we have Crunchyroll, um, a, a thing to Crunchy subscription to Crunchyroll, Funimation. There's some on Netflix now and um, some on Hulu. So we watch it off of all four four platforms, and then some of the older ones are on Amazon Prime. So. And how do you spell this anime? Uh, Horimiya, H-O-R-I-M-I-Y-A. Start again. H-O... Or type it in chat. Yeah. Type it in chat. Yeah, because I'm like... What kind of anime is it? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a romance. Okay. Um, slash slice of life. So it goes and follows these, especially this one, uh, these two characters, uh, Hori and Miyamura. Um, and it kind of shows their relationship. It kind of shows the, their growth uh, for each of them. Um, and it's pretty much two uh, high schoolers that uh, one of them, the, the guy is like this really depressive, like he's just uh, at school, he's emo, you know, and, and uh, like nobody likes him because he's so gloomy. And he actually, outside of school, he's all tatted up and he has piercings in his ears and stuff like that, which, you know, in high, for high schoolers in Japan, that's a no-no. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, Hori, like they see each other out of school and she sees that he's all dressed up and um, that he's actually like has a different side to him that he doesn't show other people. And then for Hori at home, like she's this, like she's at school, she's like, this really successful girl. Everyone wants to be her. She's popular. And at home, she's pretty much like a second mom to her younger brother. And so they kind of see each other outside of school and they're just like, oh, like we have these different facets of ourselves and kind of like grow from there. So it's it's a really good one. It's actually I, really new too. It yeah, just, it is. It just started airing this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. This past season. Well, they should... Anime. Uh, uh, January 10th, 2021 was its mm-hmm. first air date of episode one. Yep. And it's it's just really good. Like, I was bawling episode four because <laughs> <laughs> because Miyamura was me when I was a little kid. Um, g- being, like, shunned and, like, just because he looks different and stuff like that. So, like, I just was bawling. Um, so I give it a Casablanca. Oh, yeah, that's good. A perfect right. score. It's so good. So good. And how many space herpes then? Zero space herpes. Okay, good. Is that one on Netflix or Amazon Prime? Uh, no, that one is on... Crunchyroll? Funimation, I think. Mm. Oh, I have a Funimation account. Oh, 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 oh. I do not have Funimation. They dropped Robotech, so I will not have Funimation. Okay, <laughs> I own Robotech on DVD ads, so it really shouldn't be a point for me, but... Yeah, it's on Funimation. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Kathy, what you got for this week? I uh, I watched Young Sherlock Holmes today. Oh, oh man. Shit. That's old school. I love yeah. Young Sherlock Holmes. I've I had never but... seen it. It may shock oh. you to learn. But it's funny because I, uh, I have been, well, this last Friday on my Pulp Fiction Friday, I was reading... Sherlock Holmes. I read two Sherlock Holmes stories. And I have always loved Sherlock Holmes when I was a little kid. My dad and I used to watch the old uh, Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce ones from like the 1930s and 40s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I've I've read 
books and I've read books by people where it's inspired by Holmes with a detective and where it's more like Cthulhu, like more Lovecraftian sort of Sherlock Holmes kind of thing, which is interesting. Uh, and I really enjoyed this one. This is one where I was paying attention to the movie the entire time because every part of it had something that mattered in it. Yes. And it's I didn't Spielberg want to... Spielberg movie. Yeah, and, and, and that stained glass... There's a, a period where they did like a stained glass night coming out and uh, attacking yes. somebody. Yep. That was like a pivotal moment in like computer... Yeah. In, in computer uh, uh, was... graphics for a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Amazing. That was pretty and trippy. They had a they had a lot of uh, stop motion there too, didn't they? For all the the little things coming to life when people were hallucinating. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And Which was also really amazing work. Uh, yes. The the story was really fun, but all I could think of before they mentioned that there was an archaeological discovery was this is the late eighteen hundreds and. This type of Egyptian uh, artwork had not yet been discovered. That was the only thing. That was the <laughs> only thing in it that that was like a point that stuck in my brain, which is really nothing. I mean, that's just being picky. Yeah. You know? But I, I recall really enjoying the movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but... It was on heavy rotation when I was a kid. It oh, yeah. holds up. It holds up because it's a period piece. You yes. Know? God, period pieces hold up so well. I, I love it. I'm going to have to go watch it. It's, it's actually, good. I, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good Sherlock Holmes because he does everything, you know, oh, well, this has happened to this because of this and this and this and ca- connects all the dots and still follows along the good Sherlock Holmes theme. It is a, a little cheesy. It's a family-friendly kind of one. Mm-hmm. So... It's a little cheesy because he meets Watson before they would meet normally, but I give it a pass because it's done well enough and is enjoyable enough. Yeah. Yeah. My dad didn't care for it, but that's because he's very old school Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) And I think he just didn't like that somebody was fucking with the cannon in that way. Does he like the (laughs) Bandersnatch Cumberbund ones? I don't think so. Oh, that's too bad because they're so good. Yeah, Yeah, they're good. Yeah, what? I like those. I liked Elementary, too. I thought that was a really fresh take on it. Yes. I haven't uh, seen that, but I think mm-hmm. it might be on my streaming service. You might check it out. Um, what do you think? What did you give uh, Young Sherlock Holmes? How many uh, space herpes? Uh, maybe one. I can agree with that. It's, I mean, a little YA at points. Yeah. Adults gets a little tiresome, but... I recall it being very good. I enjoyed the crap out of it. I've probably seen it a dozen times. I thought times. it was a little needless that the girl dies at the end, you know? Yeah. Well, I Spoilers, think Spoilers! The girl I dies at the end. Happy! <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to set up Sherlock Holmes, uh, you know, personality points for future. I, I give yeah, him a half. Yeah, but I still feel like that particular one was, yeah. you know... Well, they set up a lot of stuff in this. I think maybe even they set up too much, but I still yeah, enjoy the crap. They were, they were trying a little too hard with, with wedge shoehorning every yeah. aspect <laughs> of Sherlock Holmes' personality into just one it, caper. It reminds me of Solo, where they shoehorn everything into one movie. You're like, you don't need to do yeah, it all. You need it's to okay. Do that. It's, but, you know. 
Much like Solo, I enjoy the crap out of it. He didn't have to, yeah, they didn't have to form his entire personality in the span of a week. Yeah. Or a month, rather. Wow, that's, 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 by chance he does that with Watson. Holy crap. Yeah. But, uh, so, so, yeah. I, but otherwise, I loved it. I thought it was great. I would watch it again. Uh, so, yeah, one space for free. Is it still on Amazon Prime? It, it is for free. Free. Excellent. Okay. John, what you got for us this week? Well, I watched, uh, since apparently Paramount Plus, after rebranding, actually has a ton of movies. Um, unlike their earlier, when they were CBS All Access, they did not have a ton of movies. Uh, I watched Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> and I am here to tell you, it is by far the worst movie in that series. And it's not close. <laughs> do they have the first one on there? They do. I love I the first one. I've never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, so the first three were cool because they came out relatively within decent time of each other. Because they're all a different genre. The first one is very much just sort of that thriller. The second one which I will talk about very shortly, is much more action-y. And the third one is sort of a combination of two. And they have a different feel to them. Now, after the third one, the quality very much ramps, ramps up, and they become very much just the same genre, if you will, the same meta-genre of movie, and very good. But two, I'm here to tell you, is the fucking worst. I'm sorry, John Woo. I love you, dog, but you should not have made this fucking movie. It is... I'm not going to blame him because some of this has got to be studio interference because it is egregious in points in like ways that John Woo doesn't normally do. I mean, there are scenes that he, that are very John Woo doves flying or whatever birds flying while the action's going on. People walking through fire, very dramatically. It's very dramatic at points and it doesn't deserve that. The visuals are way cooler than the actual plot of the movie. The plot is thus that there is a disease, Chimera, and there is a cure, Bellerophon, as is appropriate. And the bad guy pretends to be Ethan Hunt, who is Tom Cruise's character, to get it, but only gets the cure, not the disease. He needs the disease to make the cure worth it. And it's also kind of poignant as the disease is sort of like a super flu, which I mean, we're kind of dealing with now. Yep. But in any case, it's like they overuse the masks. Like, you know, the first Mission Impossible, they use the masks a lot. Oh, yeah. They overuse the crap out of the masks in this. And it's and it's why in later movies they have sort of eased back on the whole super, you know, mask hiding. But the real problem with this movie is the early pace is glacial as fuck. I'm like, <laughs> are you going to go somewhere? I mean, come on, dude. I, I want something to happen, something interesting. And then, but then the end of the movie, the last like 45 minutes is just fucking pure action all the way through. And you're like, whoa, slow it down, spread this shit out. But no, it is egregious in every way for action. I mean, there's one point where they're sort of, they drive motorcycles at each other, leap off and like collide into each other. And I'm like, no, I ain't you getting up from that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just very needless, very, very much a misstep in an otherwise amazing franchise. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you, the Mission Impossible franchise is one of the best. I mean, what, the latest movie was like movie 8-ish? 7 or 8? When I come out with the next one? And the quality is, since this movie has been, moi, amazing. 
But this is just, oh my god. It is probably John Woo's worst movie. I would like to think that even Hard Target, his movie with, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in the U.S. is better than this movie. And that's saying something, because that movie ain't exactly amazing. The action is very John Woo, but it's like John Woo to 11. And not the good 11, the bad 11. And just like... So much... So over-pretentious, almost. Like, calm the fuck down with this shit. Like, they have flashbacks and all this stuff, and it's just needless. Um, I'm I'm overall going to give it... I'm going to give it two and a half. It's an average action movie, unfortunately. It's not great. It's not terrible. I mean, it's better than a lot of movies. I've seen worse movies recently. But it's just not worth... Like, if you're going to watch Mission Impossible series, if you can't find this one, it's okay. Don't watch it. You ain't missing shit. Go one, three, and et cetera, and you're, you'll be fucking happy. Trust me. Uh, my one that I want to talk about is I watched Hook. Um, it was on Netflix and hey, watch it again. Sure. And I was like, I needed some good, you know, just drown out type thing because I'm, you know, I'm sick. I'm not paying attention to a lot of stuff. And damn, that movie's still good. Yeah. Uh, I, I I miss Robin Williams. That man was pure genius. And I, I'm going to tell you. You you see the kids and playing you know uh, the lost the lost kids and everything and you're seeing them and Rufio's on the screen and you just start chanting yo yeah you start doing that <laughs> you go Rufio Rufio and then he lands and you're just like man I mean it's got a great message behind it even though you know you 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 see it and everything the the bangarang you mean everything about it. You know, I looked up all the other, you know, the actors, you know, where they've been, what they've been doing. And, of course, the person that plays Rufio has done his stuff in Avatar and, you know, all this other thing. And he's done a lot of voice acting stuff and everything. But it's just really, really good. It's very timeless classic type thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree. Absolutely. It's... It, you, you, could, you could have anybody watch it now. And maybe the, the special effects, you know, the wire work isn't as good as what it would be today, but you don't care. Because there's such good energy from the movie. Uh, it's one of Robin Williams' movies where he doesn't play the silly, crazy, you know, spastic guy at the beginning. He's taken a little bit more serious. His, his role is more serious. And the character is more serious. Mm-hmm. Until you know things pass along and then it gets and it gets better, and you know he remembers who he is and everything. And I just like, man, I was like, this is just such a good damn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when he starts playing and the scene switches. And, you know they're all trying to eat and there's nothing there, and then he's like, there's no food, and then it switches where he actually starts playing and everything, and it all switches to food being there. It's just mm-hmm. such a good, wholesome, feel good movie. You you are like yes this is this is awesome, um, it's just beyond belief amazing. I give it zero space herpes. It's 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 one of my it's a good feel good movie that I could just sit there and watch. It's like one of those movies that like Big Trouble in Little China. I could watch that any time of the day, any whatever. It doesn't bother me one bit. Um, type thing. I really really enjoy it more than anything. I like it a lot. So. Uh, Yeji, you're going to uh, spin us out on this. Uh, give us one more review. Oh. 
don't know. <laughs> Could be anything. Book, music, anything. Another uh, anime? I'm just trying to think what was another really good one this past season. Um... It's so hard, guys. Why are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> like I said, it doesn't have to be anime. It could be anything. Like, I, I listened to some music uh, earlier that was recorded during the quarantine with a bunch of artists from various bands getting together to make a remake of a song. It was super awesome. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. um, going on the Sherlock Holmes trail, uh, I watched the regulars on Netflix. Um, and that the, was an interesting the take. The Irregulars, yeah. I was just looking at that. How was it? It was an interesting take on Sherlock Holmes. Um, and especially Watson. I mean, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> it got canceled, by the way. Oh, did it? Yeah, they yeah. just came out this week that it got canceled. Um, it, was, I mean, it, was it, was, it was okay. I yeah, give you, like, I it think was I would give it, like... Mm, I would give it like a two space herpes. That's true. Sort of, yeah. Sort of two point five. Two point five. I, I, I think it's a little quirky for the average person. Yeah. I know who the irregulars are supposed to be mm-hmm. in yes. Sherlock Holmes. You know, the kids that yeah. that you often would see helping him uh with certain things or running errands for him or guarding things for him keeping lookout and stuff like that so i don't i don't know i i, I thought it sounded like it would be interesting to have a, a show based on them yeah and but like i think it was supposed to kind of say that it was them but like they also made it like do you guys want spoilers no no yeah, spoilers. Fine. Fine. they also yeah, made fair. the the two main girls like his daughters so oh, that's weird yeah yeah I don't know. Most of the reviews I heard said it was probably a little too quirky from the average person, not really something the average person's going to get into. And that's unfortunate reality of some of the TV we're going to like is that we're mm-hmm. not necessarily average. We like the quirky. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was still it was still enjoyable. Yeah, it wasn't oh, bad. I, I think I gave it like a 2.5 to type rating because it was it was just meh, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh my god, I can want this more. It did really well on Netflix, which I thought was weird that it didn't, you know, get renewed. Might have been too expensive. That's it a lot of it. Too. A lot of well, series get canceled or scaled back because of expense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, that is our podcast for the day. We want to thank everybody for listening, uh, for making out. We want to thank Yeji for coming and hanging out with us and teaching us thank all about Yeji. the chibis. Thanks Don't for forget to check you. them out. Um, Mods, give them a quick. Um, head on there and uh, give a shout out to Snickerdack so we can see and watch them do their thing. Um, we're going to send you the Pyro Club. and uh, Yeah. What? How odd. Let's the raid. The Pyro Club where I was playing D&D on Thursday but right now they're doing uh, their Heroes? Monster of the Week adventure called Harlan's Heroes. Okay. So, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And that is Say your name. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody be safe. Take care of yourself. Dance music. Monday Night Mac Warrior tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Monday Night Mac Warrior. Yeah. Don't forget Kathy streaming Tuesday through Thursday painting. And Friday is Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction Friday.
Pulp Chicken Friday. Pulp Chicken Friday. Pulp Chicken yep. Friday. Hit that raid button, people. Go see them. Pulp Chicken. I will be... I know we're not on anymore, but I will be reading more Sherlock Holmes. 